This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by the super patrons, and I'm about to shout them out. Thank you so much to Chester Copperpot, Jade, Jillian Morgan, Aaron Layton, Adam Horn, Andrew Gray, Casey McCain, Crystal Trujillo, Jen Robinson, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki Newton, Stanton, Valerie, and Will Nash. <laughs> Bow, you shits! The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. Winter is coming. Why are all the gods such vicious cunts? Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. I'm the shield that guards the realms of men. You know nothing, Jon Snow. I drink and I know things. You're the worst! Kingdoms. Death is the enemy, the first enemy and the last. I am the god of jits and wine. Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. First of its name. Long may it rain. Long may it rain. Hmm. I swear fealty unto this pod. Uh, We are covering episode seven of House of the Dragon, which just premiered on HBO Max. As we record this, we have uh, fled the couch, as it were, Mm -hmm. and gone straight to the microphones of your... Fly, you fools. Fall back to the mics. Fall back to the mics. Hold. (laughs) That's a Braveheart reference. There was some Lord of the Rings in there. We're all over the fucking place. Yeah. We're in, a, we're in a fantasy medieval world, you know? Mm-hmm. They've got those feels. Braveheart counts as fantasy. That's not how that happened at all. <laughs> so, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. We're right in there. Uh, we just finished the episode. We're going to do the overall recap after our, uh, you know, initial thoughts and reaction. And then we'll get into the dragon eggs. Any kind of Easter eggs or book or lore references. Uh, every time I make a TikTok video about this, somebody always comments like an asshole. Like, none of those are uh, Easter eggs, man. And that's true. It's just kind of a catch all term for like things you may have noticed if you're a book reader or things. Yeah. Just fun stuff, man. Also, uh, you must be fun at parties if you're pointing shit out on videos. Fuck you. (laughs) So I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Clearly, you know, nothing about SEO uh, and a hook. And after that, it'll be the uh, Valyrian Steel segment where we talk about our three favorite moments of the episode and we'll cap it all off. With the Mummer's Dragon, where we talk about our each of our favorite performances of the episode, which I must say, in this show, that is tough to do. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. There is nary a bad performance. They are just giving it their all. Um, I literally sat on the couch for a solid five minutes. He when, did. When it, when it ended, like, who am I, Who do I give this to? There are too many great choices. Mm-hmm. He audibly said that. Uh, I want to say at the top of the show, uh, last episode was the first episode that we got Olivia Cook and Emma Darcy. And uh, we misgendered Emma Darcy. Uh, they go by they, them pronouns. They are non-binary. So I want to say that at the top of the show uh, are my sincerest apologies for that. I actually knew that at one time. And, uh, and still, so it's even worse. Uh, I just didn't to be completely honest. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But now everyone knows and we will, uh, gender them properly. Uh, they go by they, them pronouns. So thank you to everyone who, who commented and, and wrote in. Yeah. Kindly. Uh, so yeah, just to give a heads up, which, uh, I very, very much appreciate. Mm-hmm. So continue to do that in the future. Um, we, we appreciate all the, uh, the songs of errors and corrections. Uh, but that, that's a big one. So we appreciate those folks that reached out. Uh, so how about this episode seven? Driftmark. Steve, 
What are your thoughts? You know, it's weird that this episode is titled Drift Mark when they really, they certainly definitely hit the mark. You know what I'm saying? Ah, oh. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> but uh, no, this was, this was a great episode. This is a, this episode, guys, it was so dense. Holy yes. cow, it was mm. dense. Like for, there's really only like three scenes or setups overall in the show. There's, yeah. there's a funeral, there's everyone sleeping, and then they talk at it to each other at night, and then it's the morning after. And for just that happening, so much happens. You know what I mean? It's And it's all delivered with stern looks or maybe like, thinly veiled comments or uh double entendres abound mm, french word yes we oui, we oui. and uh <laughs> and that's why and oh, this is when game of thrones is so fucking good is when you get stuff like this where like the dialogue the performances they're all working together because everyone's no one's just coming out right and saying what they they think in some ways they do it in towards in the like big climactic scene, but like so many people are just kind of trying to maneuver around skirting around the truth of what they truly mean. They know they're being watched, so they're trying to put on airs, and we the audience know that, and that that provides so much juicy uh, content because you know we'll get into it. But there's a couple scenes where people are kind of flirting around each other, like they're trying not to crash into each other's orbits, and as a viewer, you're just like so held up in suspense. Like, Oh, when is this house of cards going to come cra- crashing down? Cause at yeah. any moment it can, it's like walking on eggshells with these characters and it's so captivating to watch. And I really, really did like this episode quite a bit. Awesome. Andy, what are your thoughts? It was, I, <laughs> um, no, it was it great. It was a drift mark. Is that what you're saying? Andy? <laughs> um, so I, uh, I really like this episode because of, the, the way that they go about telling the story specifically in this episode, it's uh, it reminds me of like uh, Kazuo Ishiguro books where they're telling a story by the things that they're not saying. And you you have to kind of read between the lines. So it's this episode relies so heavily on who didn't talk to who and the assumption that you have to make based on that. And like the the side eyes that people are throwing at each other at the wake and uh, at the, um, you know, the arguments that are happening after the shenanigans that ensue overnight. And uh, the you, you have to kind of read between the lines of people's um, not just like what they're feeling in the moment, but like what their aspirations are and like what things will look like if they speak to this person or don't speak to that one. And I thought that it was uh, deftly done. I will say that for some fucking reason, Miguel Sapochnik, whenever he directs an episode, it's so dark. I can't see. Well, it was only that one other episode he directed. Yeah. But the one um, called long night. mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) But that was, that was just a night and like there was nothing happened in that episode. It was just noises turns out. So, you know, Um, (laughs) well, he came out and said that you have a shitty TV and Mm -hmm. that's your problem. Yeah. I'm on Miguel's side with that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll double down on that one. I love that episode. (laughs) Very, very, very dim. I feel like, honestly, they went back in and corrected it because now it plays fine. But like when it first aired, it was like, oh my God. Well, you do have a different TV now. You did get a better TV. Yeah. So it could be the TV. He was right the whole time. I was watching it on a 4K Sony. So, you know what? I I, I stand by my side of things. Anyway, I thought the episode was great. Yeah. I, I loved it as well. I think that this is where... Game of Thrones as a show always shined so brightly um, and it, it was truncated by these things, you know, bouts of extreme violence, much like this episode was. But ultimately, it was people in rooms talking and like the the elevated 
dialogue and uh, what's being said by what they're not saying, those kinds of things, like the genius intrigue of people like Peter Baelish and Lord Varys. And uh, I think that this episode was a struggle to take notes on because typically really what I do is between set pieces and, and scene changes, I do a little backslash and I just, you know, give notes of who's in the scene and start to kind of take notes on the action or any kind of clever jokes. If I do say myself or anything I want to point out, whereas in this scene, it was like Steve said, it was just like three setups. Uh, and then the, the camera almost on a drone, it seemed at one point, just zooming in and, and catching different pairs of characters with some dialogue and then moving on. And so yeah. my notes are all like actual, unlike my usual notes, these are, it was mostly just actual dial. I have quote marks all over my note page because it's just people talking. Like, so I, what the action that took place was the words that were said, which is very difficult because I don't have time to do that, you know? So, um, tough episode to recap really, because, but ultimately I think there'll be a lot of people like, yeah, I don't, nothing really happened except for the eye. And it's like, that is so wrong. Yeah. So much yeah. happened in what was said in this episode, especially for, for book lovers, as far as yes, everything was condensed into a crazy short amount of time, but I think effectively in my opinion in this episode. Yeah. I mean, even just what you said, that first uh, scene really, when the funeral scene that they would have two, the fo they would focus on two characters talking to each other. And then one of those characters would look at it as completely a third character, yeah. capture that moment, and then would go to another group of characters and it would start off and with was, them looking. And it, so it, there was almost like three planes of action and, with any sort of they're character. they're all important. I was losing my mind. It's like, oh, okay, these two people talking. Okay, Olivia looking knowingly. Oh, Otto looking knowingly. Oh, uh, uh, Rhaenyra floating around looking concerned. Oh, shit. And I'm trying oh, to- Rhaenyra can't go talk to Damon. <laughs> uh, that would be uncouth. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like losing my mind with all the things that are important. So it's just Cooth flying around everywhere. So much Cooth. That was a that was a tense episode, and I would argue some of the highest highs of the season uh, in this episode. One thing in particular, I think we've never gotten from this or Game of Thrones that everyone's always wanted, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, any hoosel eye stitches. Yes, that's one I thing I've always, always wanted. Yeah. Good <laughs> lord, stitches of any kind. Yeah. I think. Yeah, how did Beric Dondarrion get that eye patch? You know, oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> we never saw it. Okay. Well, let's get right into our recap now. Uh, I just got my third Valyrian steel. I had to jot it down real quick. Just came to me. I like, just came to you. I, that's how I operate. Let the universe bring my Valyrian steels to me, baby. I feel you. I feel you. That's how I used to do with chocolate puddings too. Just close my eyes and let my pen wander. Let it decide for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this, the episode opens with the funeral uh, of Lena Valarian, who had to, uh, you know, ended her own life by dragon in the previous episode. And uh, everyone in the realm that has any stake in this funeral is, is here. So we've gotten, which surprised me. So, um, uh, Rhaenyra and her family is there, but also Otto Hightower wearing the pin of the hand of the King. So it was a pretty clever way to, to you know, it was definitely done. He like kind of adjusts his collar a little bit. Uh, um, got oh, my shit back on. Looks good on me. I don't know if you're but I put this really cool pin on my, my, what? My oh, it's, it's a hand. Oh, oh, how did that get what there? does that oh, mean? Heavens, it, uh, it, me? <laughs> uh, number two? Don't make me say it too much. Oh, don't make me say it. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like always humble bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll use my hand to grab one of these grapes. <laughs> Your grace. Oh, I have to go to the privy and take a piss. I'll probably hold my dick with my hand. <laughs> of course, I might need two 
hands because it's so large. Don't worry, Your Grace. I'll give you a hand. <laughs> Can you hand me the salt? And then the Zerg's like, we get it, Otto. <laughs> we get it. Cease this interminable infighting. I just want to fucking hang out and nap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh, it was neat that the, the funeral rites were in Valyrian, uh, which is, you know, just hammering it home just for anybody who hasn't uh, heard previous episodes or picked up on it. It's, it's, it's easy to forget because they're not dragon riders, but the Valarian family are also from old Valyria, just like the Targaryens. Mm-hmm. In fact, they came to Westeros first, um, even though they've always been beholden to House Targaryen. And so that's why the funeral rites were in Valyrian, but also like sea related, you know, <laughs> a lot of people stand around like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what did that part mean? I don't know what they're saying. Also, maybe this is my own stupidity, but I always think I always laugh when I see the sigil of House Valarian because when I was reading the books, the I always horse. I pictured a seahorse, like which is a creature that exists. Mm-hmm. But the sigil is an actual fucking horse with a fishtail. <laughs> 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 which anyone else did not expect that, or is that just me? You know, now that you mention it, yeah, I was I was the same way. But for whatever reason, my, when I saw it on the show, my brain didn't think, oh, huh. Yeah. yeah, you were like, that's a seahorse for yep, sure. That's a seahorse. It's <laughs> a mermaid horse. Oh, they, they were being literal. They ride, they ride, they eat sea, sea apples and they ride them with sea saddles. That's how I pictured mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Interesting. But yeah, Otto's there with the the hand uh, hand of the king hand pen. I don't know how the fuck you say that easily. Um, and then during the funereal rites, uh, there's a speech about how uh, the Valarian blood, I assume is what they're talking about, is is thick and never wavers, stuff like that. And it must never thin. And right as they say that. Damon inappropriately giggles um, kind of in a sad way too. like mm-hmm. the, that's his way of expressing grief at the same time as how I took it. But that was interesting, you know, that he's just like, this is ridiculous. It's definitely going to thin. You guys are all twats. Yeah, how but, I took it. Well, I, I took it as like innuendo. It's like, it's thick, it's girthy. It must never thin. And he's like, <laughs> you thought he was childishly oh, gigging, uh-huh. giggling. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I, it's <laughs> Well, it's cool that we all have a different, because I thought that scene, because in that moment, he's staring at Rhaenyra and her kids. So I was thinking like, oh, her, the blood, yeah. like it's not Valyrian blood, but he's literally looking at someone whose blood is thinning. The blood is thin. Through their, through their child yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the Valyrian is not having a kid right. through her. And I, I, I took that is that like he was looking at her and thought it's thinning right over there yeah i didn't notice that he was looking at her okay that makes sense i like it but i i also like you know you said that sometimes he's people just grieve differently like Mm -hmm. i made so many mom jokes when my mom was dying and like it's just it's how it's how it works it's how you process it so like giggling during a funeral is not like that's not an asshole thing that he did. And even though people are going to look at it like that, like it's totally, I would agree with you that it's not at face value, him having no emotional skin in the game of this funeral. For sure. Mm -hmm. I agree with that take for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like how like it, you, everyone had a different interpretation of that giggle. And I think every single one of those interpretations is right. I think that's, that's a cool thing about this character and the writing of the show. Well, also whatever Valyrian word the dude was saying when he giggled sounded like penis. Just mm. saying. <laughs> Andy's putting a lot of his own reading on this. Like, <laughs> not going to lie. Andy he says, Andy's like, he said thick. <laughs> sounded like he said penis. It's clear what was funny. <laughs> I mean, we all get it, right? <laughs> uh, they cut to Aegon briefly, the oldest son of uh, Alicent Hightower and Viserys. Uh, he, the guy that was jerking off at the window for anybody that's confused. He's like, he, he looks bored. And he's got that stupid Mike Wheeler punchable face. 
He definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't say love at the bottom of any letters that he wrote. For sure. hundred percent not saying that. He's like yawning and looking around like this party sucks. <laughs> uh, and I think Amond, the the second born for, to his credit is, is being respectful. He seems a little sad. Yeah, um, Amon seems the most no- normal of those three kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. you, you get Helena in the mix. Yeah, Helena's in her own little world. Spider legs are to the universe as I am to the sea. And <laughs> <laughs> she actually says, uh, I think I wrote it down, uh, dragon, something about dragon of flesh, weaving dragons of thread, dragons of the flesh, weaving dragons of thread, I think is what she's mumbling over and over. Mm. Um, and by the way, another song of errors and corrections, perhaps. But last episode, we did take note of it. Uh, we mentioned, I think... We read her comments about like, was it like a worm or something? I think I forget the actual creature, but it was a, an allusion to the fact that Amon loses an eye, which happens in this episode. He says he wants a dragon. And then yeah, she says, she uh, says one, eye must be closed first before he can ride a dragon. Yeah. And we kind of thought that I think I can speak for all of us when I say we thought that was kind of a, a jab for book readers to kind of smile at. But in my research throughout the past week or so, looking at everybody else's takes, everybody, it seems 100% consensus on the fact that Helena has the sight, that she has the prophetic abilities. And that's why she said that. And so it was very much in the text. Uh, uh, I thought that's, yeah, that's, I thought that's what we said last week was that she was a dreamer and that's yeah, what thought, she was doing. Did we say that on air? I don't I think, think so. We, I don't we, think we did. It was definitely implied, at least by me. Yeah. yeah. Well. Good joke. Good job, Steve. Steve, Steve knows what's Chris, up. Chris, I'm yeah. begging you to listen to the show. <laughs> he, he also has control of the edits. So yeah. He, totally, after we leave, he reads Wikipedia. On screen. You know, guys, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I edit my own separate takes afterwards. To Bow your shit. Uh, but I just want to make that abundantly clear that we are, we are aware of that. But I, I didn't think we talked a, t- a ton about it last episode. But anyway, she's doing some like prophetic shit over there. She's being weird as well. Uh, but I also want to say that I think that Rhaenyra's children were very respectful uh and, it, and i think the show took great pains to highlight that they were kind of somber and respectful in juxtaposition with at least Aegon. uh and we're starting to get that in my opinion and this could be me projecting because i'm very much team black uh it, it, it seems to be taking a side even in the show the way that the book did even though they've taken great pains to humanize at least alicent um Little things like that are just like, I mean, how could anyone watch the show and be fucking team green? Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking in that moment. Yeah, this episode has been interesting because, you know, really the the children, and we talked about this briefly last week, is that the children are like, they're mostly innocent of what's going on, but they're being poisoned by what their parents are telling them, the the lies that they're, and, you know, the, the political influences that their parents are have are finally seeping into their kids and starting to affect them poorly. Uh, and we see that obviously in a later scene, but I did think it was interesting that, um, I think it was it Jace Rhaenyra's one kid, uh, Jaceris was like, I, I, I want to go. Cause Rhaenyra tells him to like go comfort his cousins. And he's like, I, I want to be, I want to be comforted as well. We should go mourn Sir Harwin. You know, yeah. he knows that Sir Harwin's probably his dad. Jace does. Yeah. Like I want, I wish I was in Harrenhal and, and, uh, Rhaenyra, um, looks around like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> Just, <laughs> We're not, that, that's not our kin. This is our family. Yeah. And there was a really nice moment where he, he, he does the right thing. And that's such a kid thing to do. Like you really, your heart goes out to that kid. Cause he wants to mourn the person that's, you know, the most important in his life. Um, but he does the, his dutiful thing. He goes and, you know, says a nice word to his cousins, but then Amon eventually gets up to him. And there's like a little moment where these two kids that 
want to like give each other the you know the the conciliatory things they need like there's a, there's a, I just love that moment how they both look both at each other across the fire pit and they don't know what to do but they both feel like I feel compelled like the right thing to do is to comfort one another but because of life it's it we we don't know how to do it so we don't yeah it's like a capulet montague scenario perhaps but with mm-hmm. children so they're mm-hmm. like I guess we hate each other but I don't um, really know why. Yeah. But I mean, your face is dumb. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'm starting to get it. I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. Uh, yeah. And there's, so they push uh, Lena's coffin into the sea. I just thought there was a lot of beautiful detail there. Like we get this small indication of like centuries of history because there's piles of uh, seaweed covered, you know, coffins at the bottom. So that's, that's their tradition. All of the members of that family have been uh, interred there. And uh, we, Overhead, we see, I think, three dragons flying. One is probably Vagar. We see, I think we see it five at one point. There's a shot really? with like five, I think. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There's like th- two or three flying so there would and be, the rest of them are just roosting. Probably because there would be Melee's, which word. is Renice's dragon. Mm-hmm. There would be Sea Smoke. Sea Smoke, uh, which is... Lanor's dragon. Lanor's dragon. And then we, Cyrax, Cyrax. which would be Rhaenyra's. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, anyway. There's a lot of dragons. And it was a cool shot. A of, get, it's like the house of dragons or something. Yeah. And it was a cool shot because you see a castle and then just a bunch of dragons just hanging out. Yeah, it was a really cool shot. Yeah. It'd be scary if you weren't a dragon rider. Yeah. It'd be scary if you were the landscaper of that castle. You're oh, like, shit. ah, fuck, this is going to be Yeah, can you imagine thing. a dragon turd hitting you from 300 feet? Oh, my lord. <laughs> He's down there cutting shrubs like, this is worse than trimming under Aegon's window. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you fucking pancaked you know by you, a turd. Yeah. Mm. If you know, you know. Joe um, Dirt in the meteor. <laughs> that's, a, that's a space peanut. Uh, meanwhile, Allison is looking on. She's looking very closely at Rhaenyra, which is making her uncomfortable. Viserys is just kind of doddering about like, man, it's good we're all together at least. You know? <laughs> Aren't we all so sad together? <laughs> He's trying so goddamn hard. Uh, Helena, we talked about her. She's off being weird with a spider, mumbling weird shit, freaking everybody out. Uh, we find out in this scene and just offhand, Aegon, I think, maybe I'm blacking out against Steve, but I think this is where we find out Aegon is betrothed to Helena. Yeah. Cause he's arguing with his brother, Aemon, like you marry her then. So that that's huge. Aegon, Aegon kind of hates her. He's, he's, he's like, she's weird. Like, I don't want to marry her. I like chicks with long legs, not my sister. Yeah. And Aemon was like, I would do my duty. If like Aemon seems like I'm, I'm all about the team. It, dummy. <laughs> like, Yes. He's very devoted. Uh, he's very into dragons, wishes he had one. Uh, that'll change here soon. We also, uh, Kristen Cole speaks ill of Laris. Did I catch that right? Like, it seemed like he was like, he's looking a little too happy over there. That's his dad and brother just died in a fire. It's pretty tell, unseemly. Tell him, keep it cool. Yeah. Chill out, man. You're going to get us all caught. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was saying that he was, he kept staring at Allison and he, he thought that was weird. Yeah, that he was staring at her specifically. There's so much going on because Cole and, and Allison, all of this is in like two minutes. I'm panicking writing these notes. Yeah, Cole and Allison this whole time are staring down Rhaenyra and just watching everything she does. And you can see Rhaenyra wants to go at least comfort Damon and or at least see if he's okay that his wife is dead. Yeah, and other things I'm sure, but that's probably the initial thing that and, she should do. But you can see it on her face where she's like, "I can't do that in front of these people because they will immediately start gossiping and saying like, ah, oh, you fucked him, you fucked him, right? right. We, we we saw you.' She also sa- hasn't seen him in years at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So like at least five plus years, like the, however old those kids are, she didn't seem that long. He's Wait, who hasn't seen who? Rhaenyra hasn't seen Damon. Oh yes, correct. So, He's been in Pintos the whole well, time. I think it's like, been longer than that. I want I want to hang. 
She wants to go hang and she it, can't. It, I think it's been at least 10 years. It might've been the it was, full 10. It was before the, it was their wedding, uh, yeah. her and Lenore's wedding. Mm-hmm. When the punching happened. Mm-hmm. The punching. Christy Cole's such a douchebag. It's been over 10 years, man. Oh, I know. He's such a little bitch. Like she slept with you one time. Even in it, we'll get to it, but there's a scene in this episode. I'm like, of course, Kristen Cole bitches out in this moment. You know, he's <laughs> such it. a little wuss. Loved it. Punk. Uh, <laughs> and we, uh, Bela, I think is who it was. It was Bela and, and Rayla are the children of uh, Damon and Lena. And I believe it's Bela that holds Jacaris's hand. Or did you guys notice that? I couldn't tell which one it was, but yeah, um, I think it was the older one. Was it the older one? Yeah. Which would, I think is Bela is the, yeah, Bela is the older one for sure. I just assumed it was the older one, I guess. Um, but I don't don't know that for sure. She wants the drift mark to pass to Bela. So she'd be the oldest of, uh, Rainey says that. Yeah. Yeah. Rainey's. Yeah. And, And that's where we talk about. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's said in the next section that uh, Luceris will be the Lord of Drift, Driftmark. So that's the second son of ostensibly Lenor and Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to inherit Driftmark because, of course, uh, Jace will be heir to the throne. Right. So he can't be Lord of Driftmark. So that's how all that succession is. And everybody, even at this funeral, they, everybody can't let go of plotting and succession at all times. That's just yeah. how this world is. Well, Lucera I, says, I don't want to do that. Cause that means everybody will be dead. And that's very yeah. childish and nice. Thing yeah. That say. was so sad. I felt yeah. so bad for that poor boy. Yeah. Cause I remember being eight and thinking about my dad passing and getting real and crying. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about it on the show before. It's like doing when, as soon as I learned math, I was like, Oh, he's old. Oh shit. But yeah, if it was in your face all the time, like they were constantly like, you'll be air. If, I'd be like, oh, I'll stop saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be heir to nothing. I just want to play with toys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many toys do I get? <laughs> yeah. Wait, how many toys does the heir get? <laughs> Let me know. Uh, Rainies comforts the children. Uh, you know, she's uh, she's there for her for her for her children's her grandkids. grandchildren, grandkids. I yeah. guess, yeah. Um, and poor poor Rainies and Corliss. You know, they just want. Well, Corliss poor is pretty Rainies. ambitious, but Rainies especially is just yeah. like I told you not to fuck with all this shit. We should all just stay in the house. We got a bunch of money, bunch of boats. The sea is always right. I was, she's like, I was watching Rings of Power earlier, and you, I just heard the damnedest thing that I believe in. And, and that is the sea is always right. And they chanted it a bunch. And I feel like it was the universe talking mm-hmm. to me. Good yeah. show, by the way. <laughs> That's what Rainey said. I don't know. And Corliss is like, it's too slow. <laughs> <laughs> too slow for my blood. I like the boats. Uh, he'd be the opposite of us. And then we cut to, uh, you know, like I said, Eamon is almost nice. I thought that was a good touch because they, they like to add layers to these character. There's a look finally between Rhaenyra and Damon. That's that energy, baby, that, that fire, that fire. Mm-hmm. Did you feel a crackling? I did. Mm. Crackling. Crackling. Uh, Daymira, I believe is what we're calling that ship. Oh, we are? Daymira. Not Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody Raymon. loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for you it. You heard it here third. <laughs> That's the it. new hashtag. Everybody loves Raymond. Damn it. Hold on. I got to tweet that. No, I'll do it later. <laughs> Stop the show. I want it to be set in stone that I am a genius. Um, no, it's Demira, I believe. I already saw it before this hashtag Demira trending. And uh, it was right there the whole time. Dude, you don't have to fall lock and step with every other Twitter. I user. do. If I want them to see the tweets, Blaze don't you know hashtags? Path. I'll be the one that invents hashtags. <laughs> Just start putting it on shit. Yep. Hashtag streaming things. Uh, and then we get Lanor, a drunk standing in the ocean. Just, just crying up to his and uh that's Lainor, what you do when you need to pee 
You yeah, know, nobody hanging knows. Hanging at the beach. She drank six beers. And in the water. I don't want to be the guy that steps to the bathroom. Well, I got I, hanging out. Now I, I know idea. to watch Andy if we ever go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's trillions of gallons of water. I think it's okay, man. Yeah. I mean, just don't stand next to him. No, no, no. Yeah. Definitely not stand next to Andy. I already <laughs> like knew you, that. Like if Andy's like hands on hips and we- waist deep water, <laughs> you don't join him and say, what's up, buddy? What are you doing? <laughs> Swim by him in the front. Hey, man. Doing a backstroke. You like spit water at him. (laughs) Splash me, Andy. (laughs) Splash me, Andy. You sound like a hoot to be in the water with this, Steve. Oh, I'm a little merman. (laughs) Little seahorse. Uh, but then Corliss gets furious. You know, his his oldest son, his, well, his only remaining child, is acting like a fool, in his opinion. And he goes to Carl, who he knows is his like boyfriend side piece. And he's like, uh, retrieve your patron, Carl. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. says Carl with disdain, which is how I Carl. say the name Carl at all times. I think it all goes back to The Walking Dead and Coral. those memes. Carl. Coral. Uh, I'm not sure. And so, yeah, he runs off to get him out of the ocean. And again, a lot of this, I'm stuttering because yeah. a lot of this is happening simultaneously. Aegon's getting smashed. Um, he's yeah. getting lit up. He keeps oh, grabbing more drunk. beers. Yeah. Wasted. Yeah, he's getting he's getting chocolate wasted. You know I what looked, I, my brain went through every definition, uh, even like jargon and colloquialisms of the word smashed and got increasingly more confused until I arrived at, Oh, <laughs> inebriated is also a definition. <laughs> well, I mean, he was definitely hitting on the waitress, so I'm sure that was on his yeah. mind. Yeah. He likes this, long legs. Little bastards. Like, Hey, I, uh, do you like windows? Like <laughs> just pickup line. I don't know why he, me and my sister both like long legs stuff. That was such a dumb douchey thing to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's, he, he's easy gone. Come on. And it reminded me of the movie Tremors when Kevin Bacon's characters uh, listing out all of his favorite qualities in women. And he goes and legs that go all the way up, uh, which is weird. But I've seen Tremors like a hundred times. And that might be why. Mm. Uh, moving on. Viserys uh, comforts Damon or tries to. He goes up to him. Hey, my big bro or my little bro. Hey, little buddy. My main squeeze. My sweet cheese. My, my rotten soldier. My good time boy. And Damon's not having it, right? Because they haven't seen each other in a decade either. And, he, you know, he's like, hey, you should come back to court for the third. And honestly, at this point, Viserys, I know you're tr- you mean well. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, you've, you've banished him from the kingdom twice. And hey, broski. Yeah, but you know, he, maybe, bygones be bygones. Maybe Damon has changed, you know. Maybe marriage was good for him. He matured and Viserys loves his brother. He loves his he family. You know? and his, his words at first were quite eloquent. I thought he came up and like, your, your children are the very spitting image of their mother, which is a comfort and a pain both, I can attest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was... It's, you're speaking from a place of something that you have knowledge of, you have experience with, which is the only way you can comfort somebody. Uh, and he tries, but Damon is not the type to be comforted. Mm-hmm. He's already, I was giggling at the funeral, bro. I'm good. He does. He doesn't want anything from Viserys because he needs to prove himself. So he's still kind of mm-hmm. like fighting that battle. Like, no brother, don't give me anything. Yeah. Give me an inch. It's sad because he, you know, needing comfort from another person would require in his mind, admitting some sort of weakness. Mm-hmm. And he even says that, like you said, uh, immediate, you know, openly, which is how he feels like, what do you, whatever you need, I'll give you. And he, I don't need anything, you know, cause to need is to be less than in his mind, which is sad, you know? Yeah. Cause Viserys honestly just wants to help his brother out. And 
you know, it's, it, there is one fun little jape that they have where Viserys is like, the gods can be so cruel. And Damon's like, they've seemed to be especially cruel to you. Yeah, you look like <laughs> you are shit. melting in front of me. You look like a used Q-tip. When's the next season of Crypt Keeper coming out? <laughs> it just keeps <laughs> throwing out zingers. <laughs> it does look like the tales from the Crypt guy. Oh my God. <laughs> He uh, is like a subtle nod to the casting director when he was like, your children, the spitting image of your uh, of your wife, because like and he says to that, I can attest because they really did crush it with like Rhaenyra and casting her to look like the daughter of uh, uh, Emma. Yeah. And uh, the the casting for between the multiple versions of Rhaenyra. Anyway, I feel like it was a little the writers going, you guys are good. Yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> High five, everybody. Little meta fourth wall wank. I did like that uh, as he storms away from Viserys, Otto's like, oh, my condolences, uh, Prince Damon. And Damon's like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> like, we ain't friends. Eat my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Otto, and, he, and not only that, he says, uh, he calls him a leech. No matter how fat the leech grows, it is always hungry for another meal. Meaning you're only here to capitalize on all this shit. And I'll be watching you and I'll probably stab you. I'm getting real stabby in my head right mm-hmm. now. And usually when I get it in my head, I actually do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that said in a look, damn it. Um, and then Rainier is watching the whole time. Stab you. Staring at. Uh, well, this, star- this, be- this begins like uh, the, the cascade of everyone going to bed. <laughs> Everybody, most of them wasted. <laughs> well, the, like it starts off with Rainier telling her, hey, you go to bed. And then at one the point, way she like, said it was Viserys, like, Sarah, you go to bed. <laughs> well, I think she smelled drama afoot, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought she was like, oh, my God, this is like sketch. Get your little obvious brown heads out of here. I mean, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere Allison Hightower is. There's drama it, and increasingly so one of my one of my favorite memes from last week's episode was um, it's that scene at the end where Laris is like, oh, I killed the strongs. And then it it's that it's a shot of Allison with her hand to her chest, looking very distraught, saying, oh, my God, am I the drama? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that meme, too. And that's how, you know, she's starting to realize that uh, he calls uh, Viserys calls Allison to Emma. Which is the name of his previous wife. Emma, I'm going to bed too. And uh, his Kingsguard, Sir Harold, tries to correct him in a, in a very nice way. Like, uh, should I watch Alison tonight, my lord? Not Emma. Your queen. Your other wife, which is super rude. You're not dead one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he doesn't. I think Viserys is kind of like, ah, shit. Ah, well, I'm dying. Every, everyone knows. I don't my care. arm literally melted off. <laughs> I don't care. Your feelings will be fine. Uh, like we said, Aegon's wasted. Otto gets super pissed because that makes it, you know, that's in his mind, the air. And he, yeah, Otto kicks him around a bit. Literally. Roughs like, him up. Douche. Wake up. <laughs> yeah. to, and, to be a child of Otto Hightower must be awful. A scion of the Hightowers. Yeah. yeah. Don't make me say it. I, I love you, Papa. Good night. Don't make me say it. Don't make me say it. <laughs> must just, I say it? He's just a mean old grandpa. He's just like. Get up, you little shit. Constantly plotting. Constantly plotting. Uh, and we cut to uh, Rhaenys is angry with Damon. Corliss. Def- well, there was one little bit of, bit there. It seems that Aemon was the one that ratted Aegon out because when Otto pulls uh, Aegon out and starts, you know, th- th- you know, pulling him away from the staircase, uh, Aemon's the one at the top of the stairs looking at him like almost as like, yeah, he's right there. Oh, I didn't catch that because mm-hmm. I know that Aegon, when he woke up, he said brother or something when he got kicked. He thought it was his brother. Mm-hmm. I just took that to be Aemon kind of like, I'm the smart one. I'm the stronger one. 
I'm sober standing here watching you act like a fool. Oh, I but think, I think both, both things yeah. are true yeah. uh, possibly, but yeah, interesting. Uh, but yes, we cut to inside the, the hall of Driftmark. Uh, the Rainey's is angry with Damon blames him, you know, Hey, they should have, he should have brought her back from Pentos. I know she wanted to come home. She would have had the maesters here to help her survive. Corliss defends him. He's just doing what he thinks is best for his family. She's like, now he only does things for Damon. And he's and Corliss is like, besides the, the surgeons in Pentos are just as skilled as the maesters here. It was the will of the gods. And she says, maybe, but the, maybe we lost the favor of the gods due to your insatiable pride, basically. Mm-hmm. Again, bringing up, she doesn't want to put any part in all this plotting that he's doing. She is, she's over the throne. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm just trying to get the throne that they denied you. And she's like, I haven't thought about the fucking throne in 30 years, bro. You're mm-hmm. the only one that cares. It's not justice for your wife that drives you. Mm-hmm. What is it's it? It's his own ambition. You want your scions to hold the throne. It's your. Le- and he's like, what is the point of life without a legacy? And she's like, chilling, <laughs> hanging out. We got a dope ass fire, big ass driftwood chairs. We got all the boats we want. We got a seaside view on our castle. Hella boats. We got seahorses, bunch of cheese. Mm-hmm. I just got a, a a wheel of brie the size of your head. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy got worried, but also intrigued. <laughs> Where are we going with this one? Andy's like, chaos is a ladder. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> there, I do want to point out one tiny little thing that we left out because I loved it. Uh, when Eamon is standing over the staircase where uh, Aegon is found uh, drunk, uh, he keeps hearing Vagar, like the, the howls of the yeah. dragon off in the distance. And He's so. intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Constantly, his mind is always on the dragons he wants a dragon so bad he does um and then this is where rainies talks about how she wants bela to get driftmark not lucera's basically because he's not a fucking valarion at all he's a he's a strong and she's like everybody knows it bro and, and a lot of people that's everybody's response when he's they start not, talking about this he's, she says he's not of your blood yep and he uh, has that dope line history doesn't remember blood it remembers names yeah he's like actually he's i like, know it too i, I don't know care. but 30 60 100 years it's just gonna say his name in a book because mm-hmm. they don't have tv yet this was <laughs> this was sad because uh we've always said that these two have the most healthy relationship in westeros and to see them fight like this i was like mom and dad stop mm-hmm. stop yeah, fighting mom and dad saying. They're still light years, the most healthy. They They're are. actually discussing things. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Does, yeah. Healthy relationships don't mean you don't fight, Steve. I know, but you still don't want to see them fight. You don't want to see you it. You don't no. want to see it. No, You're you just, just like, want to get LaRose's pizza. Love each other. Yeah, I get you. Love each other. Give that castle to Bela. Or somebody. <laughs> I'm sure she would love it. Just keep it and live forever. Yeah. That'd be best. Uh, we cut back to Rhaenyra and Damon. They're walking along the beach, uh, or Damira, excuse me. And she's Raymon. talking about Raymond. <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond. This is streaming <laughs> that things, works Chris. Every time. This is streaming things, Chris. We are trademarking our own shit. We're not letting the internet dictate our own work. Everybody right? loves Raymond. Uh, she says Lenor will be useless now. He was always halfway there, but now I guess in his grief is what she's saying. And he's always kind of tried to do his duty. We banged a few times. No baby cam out of it. It, you know, it was joy. Joyless. Uh, wow. Uh, Mind meld. Damon gives a little cute little smile there. They're all He thinks all of this shit's funny, you know, like, and that's, uh, and as gross as it is, it's an endearing quality that Damon has to me that he thinks everything's funny. Mm. You know, <laughs> even when his own children were in a fight, which I thought he would come in wroth, you know, like we got might to see some vengeance. He came in and kind of leaned against the wall, like, huh. I want to see how this plays <laughs> they out. beat each other up. He oh, was like, they're alive? Cool. Yeah. He gave it like a Dr. Brenner, like, hmm, child fights. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Um, well, I think it's more he knows, like, he 
I think I think we're we're not giving Damon the credit that's due that in his own way he is a lot more mature of a character at this point. Where instead of like laughing or saying something snide in this in these moments, he's simply just smirking to himself and keeping it to himself. That's growth. I get what you're saying. And and the whole like him not rushing into that scene later on, I think it's because he, he recognizes that him doing that just makes things ten times worse mm-hmm. because he's persona non grata to well, this group. I do think he's always had somewhat of that element. A lot of people online were talking about way back in the wedding scene where uh, the night of kisses was pummeled to death. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Hey, why didn't Damon a, they thought he started it, but B they were like, why didn't Damon do something like, you know, you would think he'd be, he loves to fight. He'd be swinging a sword or something. And I, at the time I, I retorted, Damon doesn't do anything. If he stands to gain nothing, he, he never will. He never has. Right. And, and so I think he's always had that quality. And so, uh, but you're right. There's a lot of maturity. I think a, he's been through a semi-healthy relationship with Lena Valerian. Um, and he's, you know, it's been a decade. He's much, much older. Yeah. He just seems like way more worn out by the politics of this world. So he's not super jazzed about it. Like he'll do it because he, because he wants to protect the people that he loves, but he's also just kind of more, he's far more reluctant to get into a fight than he was six episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, And then he more than insinuates that it was a murder that happened for Lionel and Sir Harwin. And, you know, Rhaenyra is like, I I can't possibly believe that Allison's capable of. Yeah. He directly names Otto and Allison for doing it. Yeah. And then Rhaenyra gets mad at him. She's like, you, you abandoned me. You left me here to deal with all this shit. Uh, Cause you know, she's like, my life's uh, a droll tragedy. And he's like, y'all, you think my shit's cool? And she's like, I have no idea what your shit's like. Cause you haven't visited me or talked to me at all. Um, she's hurt by that. And um, it's a little bit of grossness too, because she's like, he's like, you were a child, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you took her to a brothel though. That was kind of weird. I thought it was yeah. interesting that he specifically says that he spared her. And yeah. you know, Based off what we discussed in that episode, I could see that being an argument where he's like, I don't want to do this to her. Let me back away. But everyone was right again, rightfully so, that the show creators were like, oh, he just couldn't get it up because of the power and balance shifting. That's not sparing her. That's him just like, I can't fuck you because I have a weird kink of power dynamics. Again, that's what they say, but that's not how I read that scene. No, and and this, how and I'm reading, how I read the scene is how he's saying it now. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. Which is one of those things where it's like, I, well, they did not nail what, the, if that was what they're trying to do, they keep not nailing that. <laughs> that is not my head canon that he had uh, member issues. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, she says, you abandoned me. Um, and he mentions, you know, him and he and Lena were happy enough. Uh, and I kept, is I had the, this comedic issue taking notes with this scene because I did not think they were going to go as far as they did. I did not think they were going to have sex. Right. So my notes are the energy. Right. Because at first I didn't even think they were going to kiss or anything. I thought it was just going to be crackling energy. So I have the energy and then I cross that out and I have the kiss and then I cross that out. And I just wrote, fuck, because <laughs> I couldn't believe I'm like, OK, they can't go any farther. I don't think, but I better be careful. <laughs> Uh, I wrote, yeah. they kiss, they more than kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just wrote, they bang. That's it. Yeah. You were waiting to the end. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's like, I did, this like, is escalating. Let's see where this goes. Damon did have a really, really touching line. I thought for Damon, um, 
where she she says something she like apologizes him to him i can't remember oh he says uh we were happy enough referring to lena like in their relationship and she's like well i'm sorry about that and he says don't apologize to me at least i can i'm allowed to mourn my losses because mm-hmm. he because he knows that she can't mourn the loss of harwin strong yeah and i thought that was such a that's like a oh it's damon buddy you're such mm-hmm. a bastard i love you yeah <laughs> that, that is very insightful good catch steve Um, there's also a part where she mentions that she tries a lot harder than Lenor does. And Damon says, well, you have more to lose from this ruse not working. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, as always, you know, uh, which is very true, very sad. And again, he does have that empathy for her plight. It seems like as as cruel as he can be, he does seem to have some insight into other human beings. Right. At least her. At least Rainier. Very, very good catch. Uh, I liked the, I love the scene on the beach where they have sex under the driftwood. Um, and I thought it was really neat uh, when you see his back um, that you get to see all the scars, right? Cause he's mm-hmm. traveled all over. He's been a, he's been a piece of shit and getting in battles and fights all over a bunch of times. And like his back's just riddled with the evidence of that. I just thought that was a neat little touch. Cause I probably wouldn't have noticed if he had a smooth back, I wouldn't have said anything, but I think it was Pulled a nice straight touch. Straight out of 300, right? Didn't that happen where uh, we see? Um, that happens in 300, yeah. yeah. What, the King Leonidas mm-hmm. scars? Scars on his back. Yeah. Happens in a lot of things. Yeah. And then Damon kicks Rhaenyra and screams, this is Driftmark. <laughs> and th- she goes, she <laughs> fell out of hole. It was weird. <laughs> Where'd that hole come this from? This trip. <laughs> and she was like, this is madness. <laughs> And somebody was like, our arrows will blot out the sun. And then they were like, oh, we'll fight in the shade. And then when yeah. he kicked her, it like it went to like 120 frames per second and got really slow. <laughs> nice editing joke, nerd. I know. <laughs> That's for all three of you out yeah. there. <laughs> uh, then we cut to Amond. This, this is the sequence where Amond is dragon hunting and he runs down uh, Vagar, who's sleeping. I'm uh, hunting Vagar. I'm hunting be very quiet. Was that an Elmer Fudge? Yeah. Be very quiet. I'm hunting Vega. Nice. And uh, the sheer fucking size of Vagar. Like I know Eamon's a, a child. I thought you were yeah. going to say the size of his balls for doing this. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I mean, he's, that's, it's very brave of him to chase down this giant dragon. Mm-hmm. And I think enough people don't realize that this can go badly trying to bond with the dragon. They're still, even though they're Targaryens, they are still dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say this too, because I see this a lot online. None of the listeners have said anything, but um, Targaryens are not immune to fire. That yeah. was George Martin intended that to be a one-off mystical event with Daenerys. The show kind of fucked up and yeah. made it like a multiple event thing, mm-hmm. but that is not something, uh, an ability that Targaryens possess. Cause Viserys Targaryen in the first game of Thrones was not, he was susceptible to heat and flame and fire. Yeah. And like molten metal. Yeah. Daenerys wasn't, but well, even the one lady that they were doing a sex position scene with him and she was like holding a candle to him and didn't even be like, ow, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into that. Stop burning my nips. I'm, I'm not, not into, into that. it. Um, I know I say I'm the dragon, but like, owie. But yeah, the size of Vagar. I mean, you see, I think I can't remember anything close to that. What we get in this next three, four minutes, like where we get this fucking how to train your dragon sequence. I love this sequence. Like the first flight of Daenerys and Drogon and stuff was really awesome. But I mean, this is like that times 10. I felt like it was just, 
Um, he's flying up. He's hanging from the rope. I mean, first he has to calm Vagar from burning him, which can happen. Like the dragon can just be like, nope, and mm-hmm. toast you, you know? Um, Vagar, I, I love the shot of him climbing onto Vagar and like he's got like the rope thing that you have to climb up to get. It took seven. forever. Yeah. And like you can do, well, in the background is Vagar's head just like watching him climb up his body. He's like, I guess I'm going to let him do this. Maybe. I haven't decided yet. The so, stones on this kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, Why does he talk like Michael Caine? Is that Vagar's voice? Is Michael Caine? Sometimes. Some kids want to watch the world burn. <laughs> and I'm here to help them. Yeah, because I spit fire. A Ruben the size of a fist. <laughs> you think you can just stop the Joker anytime you please. <laughs> you think you can just bribe me. I don't even know you. I'm here resting. I got a new partner, Nolan film. Like everyone knows, I am a big stand for my big red noodly boy, Caraxes. Yes. I love Caraxes. Protect him at all costs. He's uh-huh. a good boy. I fucking love Vagar too. She's mm-hmm. so cool. Like I love this ancient old ass fucking dragon that just has, it's got like, it's like, you know, it's like old people get like a, a gizzard. I call, or them, I call them Ghibli's. A Ghibli's like in the neck. Like it's got like a dragon Ghibli. And I have a beagle and I'm always like, I'm scratching your Ghibli's. <laughs> <laughs> And when this little kid is like, oh, Dahiris Vagar, and it's Vagar's looking at him like, kid, I, I'm too old for this shit. Like, <laughs> all right, climb me, okay. It's the Danny Glover of dragons. <laughs> from, from <laughs> the weapon. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Riggs. <laughs> Riggs. Uh, <laughs> Vagar calls Amon Riggs for the rest of the series. <laughs> now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. The past couple years have been a struggle for many of us. When you're struggling like that, it can be easy to focus on all your problems rather than the ways you can solve them. If this sounds familiar to you, maybe a therapist can change your way of thinking to become a better problem solver. Many of you know that my wife and I recently separated and I've been silently struggling through that for a while. I wanted some help dealing with the problems that situation brought, so I gave BetterHelp a try. It was honestly such an easy experience. I answered a brief questionnaire, said what I was looking for in a therapist, and before I knew it, I was paired up with a therapist of my choosing. Together, we are making goals to help get the tools I need to become a better problem solver. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, I highly recommend BetterHelp. It's easy, accessible, and most of all, affordable. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. We truly are just unstoppable with uh, just getting lost in our sauce. Yep. Yeah. Um, Any who's uh, Yeah. So they, he rides the dragon and, and I called him sniffy burn boy. Cause he almost killed him. Um, and then there's, there's the flight, which is again, incredible. We cut to Jace it's like getting woken up by Rayla and Bela. Jace, wake up. Somebody stole Vega. Cause I guess they can see him flying pretty close to the, to yeah, that's her mom's dragon. The cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Not cool, man. That's like the, the last living thing of that their mom had and it should be that's her whip and they're just driving off in it literally stole the car stole the car mom's cadillac is flying away what's going on right now what do we do and uh chase you can help us (laughs) (laughs) for real why'd they wake him up slightly older child i guess it showed that they were already kind of bonded you know like you would if you were you were held hands earlier help Chase well, we don't know how much yeah. they've hung out yeah. throughout before that, too. But, yeah, I think that was a good way of showing that they bonded because mm. it's like a sleepover. You know, some mm. shit's going popping off. You're waking up your buddy. Yeah. Right. You're not going to deal with that alone. Psst, mm. Hey, 
Shit's going on. Somebody stole the Reese's pieces. That movie was real spooky. Yeah. Hey, we wake up. Um, <laughs> see if I can get one of my mom's cigarettes. Let's go. <laughs> or my dragon. Um, and Dan- everybody's watching this go down. Like it cuts to Damon and Rhaenyra. They're coming out of their little fuck hut on the beach and <laughs> they see the dragon coming through. Um, and then so Aemon dismounts Vagar, walks in. I, what I guess is like the little back entryway to the castle from where you land a dragon on the beach. And the, the other kids are there waiting. So Rayla, Bela, um, uh, Jacaris and Luceris are all sitting there. And he's like, yep, just rode Vagar. What's up? <laughs> yeah, pretty dope. Amond is high on his own, own supply. He is dragon mad, you know, because he's, if he feels so powerful, he is unstoppable. He's not going to let these little yeah, kids I mean, stop he's, him from he, his glory. He's got a moment. chip on his shoulder because everybody mocked him in, including, you know, the two strong boys, as well as his older brother, Aegon, who's a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him the, the pink dread, the pig dragon. You know, he's, this is his big chip on his shoulder. And now he's got the oldest, the biggest, the most battle hardened dragon. And this was the very dragon ridden by Visenya uh, to conquer all of Westeros alongside her brother. This is the most epic dragon possible. It's a right? big deal. Yeah. Um, T-Rex with wings. Yeah. And so he, now he's feeling 10 feet tall. And so he calls the boys bastards straight up punches. Uh, I think it was Bela. Yeah. It's an ugly sight and things escalate very quickly. He's hitting them with rocks and shit. He's fighting off all four of them. And uh, finally, was it Luceris that drew yeah, the knife? Luceris, I think, had it. And I think Jace pulled the knife and then got knocked yes. down, and then Luceris picked it up off the ground. Slices upward. Because um, when I read the book, I was always confused. Like, how's he not dead? You know, he gets stabbed in the eye. Um, but he slices his face, slices through the eyeball, and that's it starts gushing blood. That's when the King's Guard finally rush out, right? Like, oh, stop this at once. What's oh my god? God's be good. And I love Sir Harold is kind of like how I read the scene was him like, I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> well, God really, damn it. Tristan Cole should be in so much fucking trouble. Cause he was the night watch. He had the night watch. Kristen Cole is a dodger of consequences that all turns. hundred percent. Remember that time I squished someone's melon at a party? No <laughs> consequences. No, I'm, I'm scot free. It, 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 I, I did like how um, Harlan does this thing where he's like, show me where it hurts, lad. Like, <laughs> um, like he didn't quite say that, but like the yeah. tone of his voice was very much like, where does it hurt my, my boy? <laughs> show me where the pain is. Somewhere around here. <laughs> Not so much here <laughs> or here, but right here. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so then we cut to uh, in the great hall. Everybody's assembled to see what the fuss is about. And, uh, you know, Allison is there's a funny scene where Allison's kind of pissed and concerned, uh, but doesn't quite know the full severity of it yet. Dude's got, my guy's got like nine inches of stitches, like 56 stitches, uh, 13 of which are straight through where the eyeball should be. And when the maester's like, uh, He'll be fine. It'll heal, but not the eye. And she's like, what? And I'm like, did you think the eye was okay under there? It was just going to poke back out a month or two from now. Well, she was holding out on some hope. I get it. That's, yeah. your, that's your kid. Right. Um, but everybody's assembled. Eventually, Rhaenyra and Damon show up uh, at the end. And Viserys is livid because, again, that's his son. Uh, and he's again, he just, he just wants everybody to be happy. Let's all be a family. We are Targaryens, a family <laughs> gathering. Can't we all have sex and just get along? <laughs> and they're like, no, we hate each other. And he's just upset about it. He's trying so hard to be dumb from 
Fast and Furious. Just like he, he wants the family that that Dom has. He's, he, he just can't get it. He's all about hashtag family for sure. I do um, love the scene that I do I love that Viserys stands up and he actually like makes a stand in his own Viserys way. He's like, why are we fighting? Knock it off. Like he, this is one of the few times he really kind of shows any sort of anger, anger or that's what they call it in, Tar- in Targaryen language is angor. Angor. Yeah. yeah. I've been watching Andor too much. <laughs> Angor. Cash and Andor. Raymond has Angor. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of shit goes down in the scene. I have some like scribbles of notes and quotations all over the place, but Rhaenyra pulls rank. She's like, Hey, these are uh, the heirs to the iron throne because I am the heir and they are my children. Just to be very fucking clear to everybody in here. And that one eyed creep called them bastards. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's honest about the insult that they suffered. Um, Kristen Cole, laughs about the bastard comment. I think it cuts to him at one point because he's a cock. So I wanted to point point that. Um, eventually, Viserys is abhorred uh, that somebody brought up the bastard oh, I, stuff I again. Think he laughs at a part where uh, Allison asks where Lanor is and Raina sit, oh, that's right. says like, oh, His I don't know. Squires. I, I couldn't sleep, so I was walking around. She's like, oh, pleasuring young, squ- or uh, entertaining young squires, I'm sure. And that's when Cole's like, <laughs> she do be doing that. He do be. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, I did be doing that. <laughs> and uh, Wait, yeah. doesn't matter. Let's move on. Uh, and then, he was this yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But no, the squires thing was in reference to the fact that Lenore's hey, gay. Lenore's banging some squires, not yeah, Rhaenyra. I know. Oh, I yeah. thought she was implying that she wasn't in the bedchamber because she was. She was out entertaining. She was out, no, she, she out was saying out. he's out entertaining squires. Mm, that yeah. makes more sense because Carl's a squire. Yeah, because he doesn't love you because he's not into women. And like that was the joke. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's still the bastard They're joke. They're assholes either way. They're all assholes. Uh, and then Amon, curiously enough, he looks at Allison for a long time. And Viserys seems to pick up that it's from your yeah. mother that you're getting the rumor the that they're You're not yeah the the tea. Tea. thank like, you don't make me say it you great don't make me say it you're <laughs> auto's in the back don't make him say it you're um and so he decides to snitch on Aegon instead is like toss it to your older which i under, i understood completely <laughs> yeah, toss it to the older bro like this is terrible <laughs> you handle this bro and Aegon handles it honestly like a champ like who 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 told you and he's like uh, it's my obvious. My, yeah, yeah, both my eyeballs. Sorry, little Sorry. bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too soon. I do love when uh, Eamon says, Aegon, Aegon goes, me? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to beat your ass later. <laughs> For real. Um, and he's like, just look at them. And everybody looks at him like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, I like how Allison kind of steps forward, like, good job, son. Viserys is probably finally going to have to confront this. We're going to lock Rhaenyra in a cage and murder everyone else. It's going to be great. Like she's expectant, you know? Um, so fucked up. And the hatred for Allison Hightower begins in full in this for episode. Real, she's, she wants oh my God. a literal eye for an eye. Like uh-huh. Viserys is like, never mind. We're cool. Just apologize. And she's like, no, I want Lucerus's eye. And he, everybody he can pick which one. Everybody there is like, oh, that's a little much. We're not going to stay. And did you get the impression that Cole was going to do it? No, I got the impression that she ordered Cole and Cole bitched out because she's like, you are my you were sworn to me. She's like, yeah, to protect you, not to cut out a kid's eye for mm-hmm. you. Sure. And this was what I was referring to. Like he's bitch made. It was him bitching out again. He, if this is what he's decided to do and he's all in with Allison and he, he was like, this is too far even for me, which is weird. My understanding of the lore is that that is not true at all. 
And so what's not true at all? How Kingsguard work. Oh, they are all seven beholden to the king. Like if he, you know, but I mean, if, if he if, ordered one yeah. to protect the queen, sure. But I don't know if it's Allison that doesn't understand how that works, but like, I don't think there's at any point in history, yeah. a time where one of the Kingsguard listens to the queen over the king. Yeah. Like she's, yeah. she's bonkers. Like she could probably give them an order, but if the king's in the same room saying, uh, no. Yeah. Done. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I don't know if she necessarily like, I, I think that was her grasping to the one bit of power that she felt like she had, where it's like, mm-hmm. you were sworn to me. She was like, you are all I have. Do what sure. I say. And sure. he's like, no. Yeah, that's that's no. Mm-mm. I ain't gonna fucking. She step, literally could ruin again. him. Like, oh, oh yeah, because she, she knows the the secret of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she she thinks that if she lords that over him, that he'll yeah. he'll do what she say. But whereas no one else will. And there's a lot of people that think part of the reason Rhaenyra is, or I'm sorry, Allison is so upset with Rhaenyra, is because she had the hots for Kristen Cole. She was in love with him. And so when she found out not only had Rhaenyra actually slept with someone that night uh, and in her mind lied to her, but also it was with her crush. Like you bitch, you know, Uh, Um, a lot of people have that reading. That was my man. Yeah, that was my man. It was my sauce. But yeah, I didn't take it as Cole bitching out. uh, Although I hate him so much that I would prefer to call it that as well. Oh, he's bitching it. I I think that he was just like, yo, you were off your rocker. What? This is escalating beyond my talent. Oh, I think both things can be true. I'm just saying like, if he's, Uh if this is the bed that he's lying in and he's not willing to like Mm. do, you know, go with the the woman that's protecting him. It's just like another instance of Cole not quite taking his oaths as serious as he thinks he is. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he, he sees himself as this like honorable dude who like has all these, I'm an honorable dude. I'm so honorable and my oaths mean things, but they fucking don't. (laughs) They don't. And it's the hypocrisy of him, like seeing himself that way. that I think is just so grating. Lie detector says he'd be on one of those talk shows. (laughs) Uh, So Allison grabs the, the fabled dagger Mm -hmm. that has traveled through all of the different shows of this universe on HBO. Um, and All two of them runs at the children, I guess Rhaenyra stops her. They, they clash. Uh, Cole moves to intervene and Damon just kind of body checks him. And even though he's wearing full armor and has a sword, Damon completely bitches him out. Like, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? Yeah. I have a dragon. Do you want to, do you want to go? Yeah. This is, <laughs> I love that Damon doesn't intervene to stop this woman from stabbing her. She stops. He knows Rhaenyra can handle her own shit, but yeah. he's not going to allow anyone else to. I love that he stops the yeah. people trying to get them separated. Cause he's like, nah, this needs to happen. Yeah. Let him, let him get it out. Yeah. <laughs> and they, it is a very necessary Chicken cathartic moment where they confront each other. Um, you know, Rhaenyra says a bunch of things. Allison says a bunch of things. True feelings come out. Everyone's aghast that Allison is actually this way. And she cuts Rhaenyra when she says, now everybody can see you as you really are. Uh, and Otto Hightower can see her as she really is as well. His own daughter. Uh, but w- interesting moment. I wanted to point out, uh, it looked like, hundred percent. They highlighted the song of ice and fire that's inscripted on the dagger with the fire and from the hearth behind them. So when the dagger is poised to stab Rhaenyra, the, the camera panned along it and you could see the secret that only fire could tell. <laughs> uh, and so it was like hammering that home again. And like, it was during a line where Rhaenyra was talking about like her true purpose and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like it just, it was a direct metaphor for like, what do you know what I'm trying to say? Like why they called attention to mm-hmm. did anyone else catch that? It's it's the the prophecy is yeah is happening. The prince right that was promised for us, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I think that Rhaenyra looked at it and was like, this this is the beginning of uh, 
making this prophecy come true. Like the, 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 this, she looks at the dagger and the, the context of defending her children, looking at the dagger and knowing the, uh, the idea of the prince that was promised. It was like a a reminder to her of everything that, uh, was how important this is. I could could kill you if I have to like this, how important this is. Mm -hmm. Um, sure. So that, you know, huge, important moment. Um, and, and again, Allison ends up slicing her arm as she's broken off. And she even kind of looks again, she's, she's taking a never another step into darkness. Like she was clutched her chest when she found out that Laris murdered Lionel and uh, Harwin mm-hmm. and that she had unbeknownst to her ordered that. Right. Mm-hmm. And now she's, she's done another thing. She's looking at the blood that she just spilled like, shit, did I do that? Oh, am I the drama? Yeah, exactly. Another am I the drama moment. Um, and the next scene uh, we cut. Well, Amon stands up and says, don't mourn me. It was a fair exchange. I may have lost an yes. eye, but I gained a dragon. And it cuts to Otto, who looks visibly turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot we had a dragon. It's like, oh, I will say it, your grace. <laughs> His robes are poking out. Because yeah. he knows that this kid got a dragon it's for a them. And in that moment, weapon. he's like, yeah. And. and you know, this is a big moment for Amon because he he stood up and it, he he was able he turned down the temperature in the room, but at the same time it was it was it was an ill portent what he was saying. Like, ah. Even though he he brought the temperature down the room, what he said was still like, oh fuck, we're still this is not good. Yeah, yeah. yep. And then he laid uh, Amon laid his wound upon his mother for comfort, which Andy pointed <laughs> no, out. It's like, ah. it's like that's the recently sewn <laughs> shut eye. Yeah. Don't lay that side of your face on her. But it was cool, like seeing both sides of like what what is going to come to be the battle between them. Like, here's us, and here's you, and like the kind of facing off, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. different sides of the room. Do you notice that Cole was the one that took the dagger? Yeah, he picked it up. Do you think that'll? Do you think he's going to give that back to Viserys? He better. I'm be he better if he don't. He better. Oh, I didn't think about that. He's like, oh shit, that's pretty dope. I mean, there's no Fires keepers. There isn't much. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know where the dagger ends up, so I don't know how curious about that I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that interesting. I just assumed he would give it to Viserys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything to that. I just I mean, it's pretty interesting though. to Viserys. So I feel like he's going to be like, uh, hey, where's my stuff? Yeah. Where's my cool dagger? Can I get that back, please? Yeah. I don't know. He's getting pretty forgetful in his old age, I bet. How am, how else am I going to like pick out some of the Lego pieces? You know how hard those? That's my toe like, knife. If you put the wrong piece together and you have to separate it, that's what I use. Yeah. It's super hard with the tiny ones. Yeah. Uh, I only have one arm now, so. Uh, and then Otto and Alicent, we cut to the next scene. The hand visits Alicent, which is her father. And, you know, she's like, tell me that I'm stupid. I did a bunch of wrong shit. I shouldn't have stabbed the princess, blah, blah, blah. I already know it's coming. Uh, and he surprises her by saying, I've never seen that side of you before. Everything you're, you're so saying much is- cooler now. Yes. <laughs> he has uh, immense pride. Uh, I think you're now actually capable of winning this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, and we do have Vagar now. So your son did a really cool thing. That rogue Amon. And he's right in the war that's going to come assumed that's going to be mostly fought with dragons and they have all the tiny bitch dragons up to this point and they're at, they're not looking good right <laughs> and now they have the oldest most powerful dragon things are looking slightly better mm-hmm. and Rhaenyra realizes that as well I think she I, I think this episode is interesting because Alicent takes a step uh, into doing what she feels is necessary which is typically evil terrible things in order to secure what she thinks belongs to her family but Rhaenyra for the First time, I think, uh, takes steps to do what she thinks must be done, whether mm-hmm. it be morally justifiable or not. And um, I think she also, even though she loves Damon, she sees him as an asset as well. Like yep. we just lost Vagar. 
Damon's got a dragon and like super sweet sword skills. And I'm not saying those I saw last night. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we should get married. They're both shoring up their assets, you know, yes. for the coming war. I did like how in this episode, Allison, even though she does what she does, they, they make it a little bit of a nuanced point to make it where she's kind of horrified by what's going on. She's definitely horrified by what Laris did in the previous episode. Yes. And she thinks she's above this. She go. She stabs. She tries to stab Rhaenyra. She's upset with herself because she still thinks that she is above that sort of act. And right. She's very disappointed in herself. And so when Otto comes in, he's like, "No, that was great. We played <laughs> more of that, less <laughs> of everything else. We play an ugly game. You have the determination to win it. What Amon did is worth a thousand times the price he paid. It looks. He's only Alice- got two eyes. Yeah, Otto. for real. He <laughs> the math is wrong. <laughs> well, it, when he says that, it shows Allison, and she looks mortified. Like fuck. Like my dad is acting actively planning a war and I've been so far behind this and I, and you can read it either way. You can either read it that she's mortified that this is the depths that they're going towards or mortified like, Oh shit, everyone's been so far ahead of me and where I need to be. Uh, it's, I just thought that was an interesting sort of, uh, thing they did with the character. She's going to run around, and start poking eyes out all over the place. Well, I think 1,000, 1,000, 1,000. I think I read that like this is, yeah, this is my father talking about his grandson, my son, and it being worth him losing his fucking eye. Yeah. This is atrocious. uh, And I think she'll lose that hesitance more and more. I think she definitely loses it by the end of this episode. She lost a, well, she lost a huge piece for sure. Well, she continues to lose it in a further scene. We're going to find out. More pieces, Joe Grace. Mm -hmm. More pieces. Don't make me shot. Lego Uh, pieces? (laughs) <laughs> not Viserys. Go back to bed. Okay. Uh, and then we cut to Rhaenyra getting her arm uh, stitched up and the maester doing the stitches. He's putting in more work than he's got to put in in 10 years. You know, this is a better <laughs> day for old me. Mm, if I get paid by the stitch, am I right, my guys? <laughs> nobody, nobody. Okay. I'll just keep stitching. Woke up in the morning, stitch up a child's face, and now I'm stitching you up. Mm. This is the most action I've seen all day. I feel like I should go maybe make a blanket later. I've got my groove on. Uh, Lanor arrives and it's comically late as usual because he's famous for you know being out getting drunk partying there and he shows up his kids are beat up his wife is cut uh his sister's dragon belongs to someone else (laughs) oh uh what's up how's it going Ooh, you all right you good? You know, it's like one of those, you know, when someone does lance the shoulder once when when someone doesn't really care and they're like you good meaning Please say yes, because uh-huh. I'm not going to be emotionally there for you if you say anything other than right. yes. Um, like I did that last night. It was an asshole move. My wife was on the bed. She was feeding the baby. I had just had the baby for a couple hours, but I wanted to go play video games. Mm-hmm. So I said, <laughs> um, do you need anything for a little while or am I good? And before she answered, I said, are you sure? <laughs> and totally outed myself for just expecting a yes. Right. So I was like, you're going to need anything for a while. Am I good? You sure? And we both, my wife started dying laughing. Like I didn't even say anything yet, but yes, I'm fine. Um, like he was doing that move. Like everybody good. Yeah. You good. Are you sure? You sure. <laughs> um, and you know, I love, I love Rainier Targaryen so much. Uh, and Emma D'Arcy is playing. It's, Every bit as good as Millie Alcock, like anybody that had any doubts about like, oh, man, I hope I can still love this character as much as I like like Millie Alcock was so magnetic. And Emma Darcy is equally magnetic. And I think the casting is phenomenal because there's a moment in this scene where she kind of smiles lovingly at Lenore. And she's such a, uh, a you know, Rainier is such a great ally um, mm-hmm. like to, to Lenore. Like, no, I, I want you to be yourself. I think you're an honorable man. That's such a rare thing. Like she's honorable man with a good heart. She supports him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love Rainier so much 
Yeah, she's the best. Um, I do. I look forward to the fan made uh, banners for Targaryen, where the house words are. <laughs> I should have been. There. Uh, yeah, that was that was. That's what I mean about the dialogue in this show. That's so elevated because we need he, a T-shirt with that. He comes in and says, "I should have been there," and she's like, "Those should be our house words." And it's such a jaded, but yeah, like, she's flustered, but actually does genuinely care. Yeah, about it's like she, a, this is a guy that she grew up with her entire life. Her best friend, like, you know. Yeah, you're, you're my homie. You like dudes? That's yeah, cool. Go back. That's bang. cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Uh, Lanor recommits himself to Rhaenyra because he's like, he said, I, I, failed you. I, I failed you. You deserve better. I should have been there. I should have been there. Uh, from now this point I on, will be there. Yeah. I'm sending Carl away. I'm redoubling my efforts. I'm going to be for the, I'm going to be here for the kids more. We're going to, we're going to get through this. You're going to be queen, damn it. And I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. Cause you're there for me too. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for you. So I love this scene. I was taking notes on it. I, it's a it's a contender for Valyrian steel, but I don't think it'll make it. But I love this scene because there's this. It's such a subtle moment. Lenor is recommitting himself, as you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna raise the kids. I'm not gonna be doing fuckboy shit. If Carl can go off and do whatever Carl does, I love his sweet ass. Don't get me wrong, but I'm gonna watch it leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> and so, but there's this look on her face when it cuts to Rhaenyra, and she's like. Oh no, no, no. I don't, I don't want you around anymore. Like I've changed my mind on that. I, you know, like I don't, you're going to fuck my whole thing. I don't, that sounds super awkward that you're going to be around more often. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the solution to our problem, which is a total change from the way she was in King's Landing. When no, she's like, the no, step you, stones, you need to stay. There's crazy shit going on in the stepstones. You should probably go check it out. That's what I thought she was going to say. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I think you should go you know, do what you want to do. Um, I just thought that was so subtle and it'd be so easy to miss, you know, that again, Emma Darcy, they, they do such a great job at conveying the smallest things with just like a, a, a twitch of the cheek or a look. Mm-hmm. Um, such a good scene. Sorry. I was gushing. I do not mean to gush. Uh, we cut to Allison in, in a carriage with King Viserys. He's looking like nine, every bit of 900 years old. Um, uh, she's trying to tuck him in. Viserys is the epitome of that, um, Ben Affleck meme of him just like smoke a cigarette, like going <sighs> with the Dunkin' Donut. No, he's the epitome of the one where he's spilling all the Dunkin' Donuts because that's just <laughs> Viserys's lot in life. God, <laughs> shit. I feel, I feel so bad for Viserys, man. He just wants everyone. To, he's just like, why do every? Why does anybody do this shit? This is all stupid. We should all just be building models. We should all be friends. God damn. And uh, she tries to apologize. He's like, I, don't, I just don't want to talk about it. I got you some wine on the ship for the journey. Because, again, he sucks at writing boats. She's trying to be penitent. Yep. Just so like that, uh, he'll forgive him, just like Otto told her to do. Under Otto's tutelage. Um, and Rainier is, again, it's cutting a lot. But Rainier is watching the boat. And you can see the dragons in the sky. Uh, Damon walks up. And uh, they have this great metaphor about the sea and the fire. And, like, it's cutting a stark line. Which leads to what's to come. He said between Larians had the right of it, the sea's the better ally. And fire is a prison. The sea offers escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because fire killed his wife and her baby daddy. Um, but Rhaenyra says that we're made of fire and we were meant to burn together, I think yeah. the line was. Yep. I, we should marry each other. And he's like, well, Lenor would have to die for that to happen. And she's like, yep, I'm, uh-huh. all right. <laughs> are you going to, don't make me say it, Damon. <laughs> but in the middle of all that, we get a scene with Laris, the clubfoot walking up to uh, queen Alicent. And he's like, eye for an eye. If it's an eye you want, 
I can get you one. I mm-hmm. could make it happen. And she's like, oh, no, that's gross. Would you please stop? But I do notice your loyalty. So basically, Laris is like essentially like, uh, oh, I'll cut that fucking kid's eye out. They're fucking around. Would you like them to find out? <laughs> Perhaps. Also, thanks for giving me this ride. Back yeah. to King's Landing. This yeah. is pretty nice. You know how long it would have taken me to swim. Oh, boy. <laughs> you think I'm a bad walker. You should see me swim. Oh, I sink. <laughs> that thing's all lead down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no. And then when it cuts back to Rhaenyra, I think this is the first mention we get of the Greens. She literally mm-hmm. calls the camp that supports Alicent the Greens, uh, which, again, is in reference to her dress and the colors of her house. But also the Greens versus the Blacks is a thing from the books. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool. Heck, yeah. It was interesting that this was the first time they, they used it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that shows how quickly things are escalating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Damon, we cut to him. He's apparently being secretive because he's got his cowl up, right? His hood's up. His horse pushing cow. He's saying, don't look at me. Yeah, his horse pushing cow. And he goes up to uh, Carl. And the, the disdain, again, for, with which he uses the name Carl. He's like, nice. Carl. Nice clothes, Sir Carl. <laughs> I, 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 it's just got some stank on it, you know, Carl. And he basically, he says, Hey, across the narrow sea, there's places where it doesn't matter what your name is. Cause he's a landless nobody knight. Right. Uh, it's all about how much money you got, baby. And, and Carl's like, what do you want, man? What are you getting at? And he's like, I want Lanor to die. Or he says, I want a quick death with witnesses, uh, talking about Lanor. Um, and then we get this scene where Damon snaps this guy's neck and, uh, we were all like, who the fuck was that anyway? And we just forgot yeah, about it and moved on. Yeah. Well, Carl pulls his sword and with a witness challenges Lanor to a duel and they fight and it cuts back to a dead body in the fireplace, the hearth and, uh, you know, Rhaenys and Corlys weeping. They've lost their last child. Seemingly is like devastated crying. Corlys yeah. is like, how the fuck did you let this happen in my this house? This is inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> I need tighter security and more children. Um, Stat. And then the last shot we get is of a, a very much alive Lanor Velaryon in the boat with his head shaven with Carl heading off the, across the narrow sea. Uh, not, but not before it's we see a Targaryen wedding. You're right. We see a Targaryen wedding. We also which see is slightly different than normal weddings. Hardcore I guess. wedding with blood yeah. and slicing. Mm-hmm. Way more, I feel like, bonding you, going you on. You think the four the kids that were in attendance were like, this is weird, mom and dad. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and uncle and they're aunt. You, they're used to worse. <laughs> are, are they kissing with blood right now? Luceris yeah. is over there like, I stabbed a guy. And they're like, yeah, we saw that. You should probably lay low for a while. Because <laughs> he's like six. Can you we, imagine? We saw that, Luke. That was weird. <laughs> I stabbed a guy in the face. Yeah, you keep bringing that up. It's super awkward. You need to stop. Do you see his eyeball pop? <laughs> <laughs> I have a dragon. Like, what a weird family. <laughs> um, Again, that was one more shot, right? All I could think of was like those four kids. Like, what are they thinking in this yeah, moment? My mom burned alive. So did my dad. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to say it was my dad. It, oh, is our aunt and uncle kissing? Is <laughs> <laughs> our great uncle and... Wait, I'm confused. That's, that's my... Wait, what is the niece to my dad? I'm my, my own grandpa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's how it ends with uh, Rhaenyra. And I did. Did you expect Rhaenyra and Damon to get married even this season? No, I thought that would be the end of this season. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So they, they've now already passed up what I thought was going to be like the climax of the season. So now I'm lost. Yeah. I actually thought the I thing would be like the, the last episode, maybe. And like we'd pick. But I'm glad I'm glad we're here again. Uh, I'm not one of those people that think it's moving too quickly. And I think the choices that they're making that are. Um, somewhat deviations from the book, but also could just be argued are 
clarifications of what actually happened in the canon Mm -hmm. versus people's perspectives of the book. I think it's great. Um, super happy with all this. I got some other things I want to talk about, but only in like dragon eggs and, uh, Valyrian steel ways. Let's get into it. Let's go to our dragon eggs. Steve, what do you got? I'll let you go. You're being Uh, real quiet about the greens. I feel like you had that written down as an egg. I did not. But uh, but I'm I read I'm, you wrong, I'm, my friend. I'm glad that you did. Are we just going to throw down all of our eggs at once, or are we going to take sides? I think we should. Turns? I think we should unload. Yeah, just load it. Okay, I'll unload. Uh, it looked like during the the wedding that they were cutting themselves with dragon glass, which mm-hmm. uh, was oh, I missed that obsidian, obsidian. Nice. Yeah. Um, when Amond was trying to mount Vagar. Um, he kept saying Vagar Dohiris, which I think means obey because Valor Dohiris means all men must serve. It does. So I think he's just telling. And Lakiri means uh, calmly. I was trying to look up what that meant and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Well, Steve and I have been learning Valyrian on Duolingo, so. Not to brag. We know a little bit about it. Daur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like saying Daur. Melon. Talba. Melon. Uh, oh, the dagger. Uh, Amon losing an eye reminds me of Brendan Rivers, which is a character. He's mostly in the books, but he's also the the tree guy that teaches Bran how to tree shit. <laughs> the Blood Raven? The Blood Raven. Yeah, the Blood Raven. It, he's missing an eye, right? He's famously uh, he is, a one-eyed yes. guy. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I that If they ever the do it. The three-eyed Raven only has one eye. Yeah. It's well, the other two are on the Raven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, so hold up. That's it's just math. a dude with a pet raven. Yeah. He's missing an eye. <laughs> if they ever do more Targaryen stories in House of the Dragon, I would love for them to do like a Brennan Rivers because that's real. such an interesting character. And then let me see Lenor and Carl escaping across a narrow sea, just like Danny and Viserys do in the beginning of Game of Thrones. That's mm. how they live. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get a mention of the curse of Harrenhal at one point, which is uh, where the Strongs are burned alive. That that castle, a lot of people say it's cursed ever since Aegon the Conqueror burned uh, Heron the Black and his family in there. And there's just been several other instances of people getting poisoned and having mysterious deaths in that castle. Uh yeah, so I, I took some notes about that as well. So there is a, a fabled curse. Every family who inherits Hall will meet a quick and untimely end. Uh, it, it started with House Horror, I think, uh, wiped out during the burning of Harrenhal. Mm-hmm. Uh, House Coharis was next, uh, killed by Heron the Red. House Haraway, uh, killed by King Magor. Uh, House Tower. And again, the entire lineage like these whole and, houses were ended right house towers uh and each of these families only hold hair now for like 10 or 20 years uh, and then finally the widowed queen uh, not finally but reina reina targaryen the widowed queen died there and then house strong uh so that happens some more shit happens to them but it's the, not the, good but the reina thing is less of a curse and more just that's where she decided to retire she didn't live mm-hmm. she didn't well live. i mean she lived to 50 who knows how long she would have lived that's 70 like 80 90 this time period and and just saying and if you watched game of thrones the last person you remember holding house heron Hal was uh lord peter baelish mm-hmm. house baelish so things ended great for him does end too <laughs> yes, yes it does uh, the only dragon egg that i have is the uh, uh aemon going to tame vagar uh for some reason it made me think of uh the i think that's the only time we've ever seen it like in the lore of um game of thrones in the books and the uh or what in in the uh, the uh, Song of Ice and Fire books and the TV shows, everything that we've seen this is the first time we've actually seen the taming happen other than uh, an attempted and failed taming uh, Quentin Martell in, uh, in the books. The yeah. wins a winner uh, tries to do what no. Eamon's doing. 
You say the Windsor. I, I said the Windsor. Yeah. Windsor, but, <laughs> you uh, fucking wish. Dance, dance, <laughs> with, dance with Dragons uh, tries to tame a dragon. And it, we see how it could you go wrong. You almost got so many emails. Right. Andy read it. <laughs> <laughs> we famous, bro. We, we're we going to get an early copy. Uh, I have just one more thing. So Lanor is said to be dead. And that's why I didn't want to talk much about it at the end of this episode here. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we were allowed to say that or not. Well, it's over now, right? Like in the books. He the, did. Well, again, it's it's easy to forget that these are interpretations of different people. But Septon Eustace says that Lenor was murdered by Carl over a dispute. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was in across the narrow sea that this fight happens, supposedly. Um, Mushroom said that Damon ordered him killed. So that was like, like paid him to do it. Yeah. yeah. So those were the but rumors. They say that he's dead. hundred percent. Yeah. So but they would because they wouldn't know that he was secretly still alive. And I fucking loved that twist. Yeah. That they are happily a couple living their lives across the narrow sea and that the Rhaenyra isn't my lady didn't go full dark and didn't orchestrate his death, but yeah, she orchestrated she him being freed. Death. Right. There was a moment when like they did murder a guy who did nothing wrong. Yeah. For her. But yeah. it's like, fuck that but. guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> for sure. Don't get in the way of Lenore's happiness. No, you know, like a, it was like a, maybe two weeks later when someone was like, where's Ben? <laughs> yeah. Corliss is he like, show up to work for like a couple weeks. Is grapes. He okay? He's like, grapes. Where's my grapes guy? Where, ben? Do, do, too bad they don't have dental records in Westeros, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Like before technology, like you see a burnt corpse that like is wearing the right shirt and you're like, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? The only thing to survive in the fire is the necklace that he's so coveted. <laughs> right. So, so easy. It must be him. So easy. He seems shorter. <laughs> it must have been the fire. Well, that was the fire. Your yeah, grace. It burned off a few inches. Mm. It's probably the maester that would step up to. Yeah. Everyone knows that a fire shrinks a corpse. Anyone like any tea? A misalignment of the humors. I wish (laughs) the maester had should have come out of nowhere and just started putting leeches on the burnt corpse. I think I can shave them, your grace. This is beyond my (laughs) This is beyond my talent. Give me room. And everybody's like, (laughs) everybody's like, I know. Nobody asked you to do that. Uh, That's the only like. Tell Ben to get the leeches. Ben, <laughs> yeah, where is he? Shit. Where is that damnable squire? All right. This brings us to our Valyrian steel segment, our top three favorite moments of this awesome episode. Steve, what is your number three? My number three is the funeral scene at the very beginning. Mm. Uh, just a, such a dense scene. And they did such a That's great the job. First act of the episode, sir. How else, I, how else do I my, narrow that down? My second favorite is act two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, so much going on in that scene. I think they did a great job of sort of showing the myriad of um, uh, relationships happening and like all the politics that was going on in that scene. And it was, like I said earlier in this episode, it was just a lot of people walking on edge eggshells. And at any moment you're waiting, dragon for the, shells, dragon shells at any moment you were waiting for the shoe to drop and shit to go down. Uh, so it was a very, very suspenseful scene. And I really liked it. hundred percent. Andrew. Uh, my number three is a little tiny itty bitty moment. Um, when, all the kids are screaming at each other, blaming each other for who did what and who said what and who swung first. Damon just coming in and leaning against the wall, just being like, what's going on here? Chaos. <laughs> just, I love it. It was such a nice little character moment for him. Um, my number three is when Olivia, <laughs> Olivia, Allison um, runs at Rhaenyra with the knife and then they have their, their clash and they both kind of, cause this is the first time they have been anything but, 
passive aggressive in a decade mm. for and enemies unleash it right uh, but specifically the performance by olivia cook in that scene where she kind of becomes unhinged to the point where she shocks even herself um, so that's my number three, Steve, your number two, my number two is Amon taking flight with Vagar. Uh, I love the scene. It's very like how to train your dragon esque, where you're just, you, you mm-hmm. feel the magic and whimsy of like a dragon flying and it's a cool ass old dragon. And she's so cool. And, and not as cool as a night fury, but still that's true. But up and up to this point, Amon was like the one kid on the, on the green side that you're like, ah, I like this kid and he's having his moment. He's got his dragon hooray yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. I love him. And then like the next scene, you're just like, ah, fuck that kid. Yeah. yeah terrible person. <laughs> fuck that kid. Worst of them all. <laughs> they flipped the script so quickly on Amon. For real. <laughs> punched Bela. Wow. I know. He punched poor Bela. Who's just you like, to you, my took, dragon. you took my mom's car. Yeah, it was his first go-to because he's yeah. a kid. Now he has a dragon, right? Like right. his first go-to. First person that pissed him off. I'll feed you my dragon. What are you going to do? <laughs> he's been wanting to say that his whole yeah, life. Yeah, what does he say? I'll feed you my pig. Yeah. <laughs> the wrath of the pink dread will be upon you. It'll be... <laughs> Andy, your number two. Uh, my number two was the uh, face-off between Rhaenyra and Allison, and mm. the uh, stabby. There, there's some dope-ass lines I wrote down. Uh, Rhaenyra saying, "Exhausting, wasn't it? Hiding beneath the cloak of your own righteousness, but now they see you as you are." I thought that was like killer. I mean, line. the dialogue is cut mwah. deep. Chef's kiss. She cut her deep, and then she cut her deep back her words with are, a knife. Her, her words are a Valyrian steel dagger mm. as well. Mm. It cuts clean. It does. But it can be stitched up. But the know, that that maester was standing on the side when she dropped those lines. He's like, oh, shit, you don't need stitches. <laughs> She's going to need stitches <laughs> from that line. I'm ready. You'll great. Uh, my number two is uh, Aegon, or I'm sorry, Aemond writing Vagar as well. I thought that that whole scene, uh, though it was a bit dark in the beginning, I knew that the whole reason Miguel Sapochnik was doing that was that there would be some dragon fire, or at least I hoped that would light up. And that indeed happened. And then. I love, even though it was so dark, but you got to see, you could tell the hair was white and there was this moonlight through Vagar. And then in the foreground was tiny Amond, uh, but also still silhouetted somehow against Vagar's body. It's fucking, I want that. That's going to be a new wallpaper, baby. Mm. 4K, I'm going to Google 4K Amond Vagar wallpaper <laughs> as soon as we're done recording. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's my number two, Steve. My number one is the family breaking down scene that climaxes with uh, uh, Allison trying to stab Rhaenyra. Mm. Uh, just so much juicy drama, getting to finally see Allison kind of explode and kind of let her true self be revealed even to herself. And also we got to see Viserys actually have a backbone for at least half a second, which was nice to see. And um, it was just a really, really nice drama that i was like oh this is juicing num 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 give me give me all of it mm-hmm. i love it num, num, num. your number one uh my number one was Eamon approaching approaching vagar like the flying stuff was I, I was giggling through the flying stuff because like they were pretty realistic with it when he's when he does take off he's like ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> flying off into the distance <laughs> literally <but. laughs> just barely i mean i thought that was harrowing because like he yeah. could have fallen oh yeah yeah um, he's like it, fighting his way back like just dangling by ropes he, i mean stuff. he's he's an asshole but he's he's tough but like i don't know the like the way that they showed vagar it like the dragon looked depressed like it it lost its homie you know Mm. and so it was like who fuck you leave me alone and quit it i'm gonna burn you right Uh, (laughs) um, but yeah so the approach of the dragon was really what sold it for me yeah i agree that's an awesome moment uh my number one i'm gonna cheat uh act three it is essentially raymond um because I, I had initially wrote, written down as a, a possible Valyrian steel 
the moment between Rainier and Damon on the beach, the walk, the talk that they have, their reunion after 10 years. Um, but then I, I added plus later to it because I think that the moment that they have like on the balcony looking at Allison leaving where they decide this plot, uh, but specifically like the fire and sea metaphors where she kind of becomes impassioned and like basically drinks Damon's Kool-Aid because he's always been saying we're fucking Targaryens. Like we, we are a special breed of asshole and we do whatever we want, you know, and it's kind of our, it's our legend, it's our birthright. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of seems to buy into that in that moment. Um, but I just thought it gave me chills. I'd like the way that she speaks, um, the, the line delivery of, again, Emma Darcy. I think they do an incredible job with this character. And I always loved me some Matt Smith. So specifically that moment, but also the, I like the beach and their, their sex scene. I thought was, you know, <laughs> loosen my collar. Mm. You know, I'm all about, everybody loves Raymond. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's the last time I'll say that. <laughs> was that conversation conversation on the beach? Was that the one where it was like a voiceover intercut with other things happening? It felt like a movie trailer at one point. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, no, okay. I don't specifically. Well, there, there was a moment where the editing seemed odd to me where it was just like there, there was really interesting conversation that was happening, but I'm like not getting to pay attention to it because more important things are happening on the screen. And I think that it was when, uh, Eamon, Eamon was approaching Vagar. And simultaneous that would have happened simultaneous with her being on the beach. Oh, and it, so right? it was her dialogue uh, was still going. Yeah. Rhaenyra's dialogue was still mm-hmm. going on, and she's saying like, "Make them be concerned about what what else we're capable of," or something. Was how it ended, and I was like, "Oh shit, that sounds like they just said some important stuff." But I was busy watching the dragon flying. Yeah, I mean, dragons are cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my number one. Is basically Raymond. And now let's get to our mummer's dragon, Steve. Tell me what you finally uh, landed on. As far as your favorite performance of the episode. Yeah, I had such a hard time because so many, so many great performances. But there, I, isn't a, there is not a wrong answer to this. No, but uh, I think I settled on the right choice, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, that is Olivia Cook. Um, her performance as Allison was incredible this episode. It was just seeing her kind of lose control of this, this persona that Allison has kind of scene of herself as like this, this lady who's just trying to protect her children. And yeah. really this ugly side of her comes out in like the most brutal and awful way and how it kind of shocks her and just kind of seeing how she's upset at herself that she did this. But at the same time, she's almost like, Oh my God, I'm, I, I should have done that, but I kind of want to keep doing that. Yeah. Like I just kind of seeing her, and you see it all in her face and it's so amazing. And I, and it really kind of comes to fruition in that last scene when she's talking to Laris, where she's like, Hey, you're, you kind of creeping me out, but, uh, I understand. I recognize your value and your purpose. And I will probably need you to do some more dark shit for me because that is what I want. Mm-hmm. I might need to kill a guy. Desires. Yeah. You're going down. Uh, but don't, don't take that kid's eye. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty fucked up. Pull back, pull back on that. I know I kind of want to do that before, really? but yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was a little, you know, my, my, I was mama bearing it. Okay. You, can you blame me? I was mama bearing I it. I slept on it. Mm, not a good idea. Yeah. Stabbing yeah. my, uh, but yeah, Olivia cook, I think was, uh, a powerhouse this episode. Andy, your mama's dragon. Yes. I, me too. Everything. Did, did anyone not choose yeah. Olivia cook? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, Olivia cook, uh, absolutely rose to the highest ranks in this episode. I think that brings our coverage of episode seven Driftmark to a close right into streaming things pod at gmail.com at any time to add your thoughts. We'll do another giant mailbag at the end of this. Um, we've got a 
poll coming up for patrons as well. We're going to vote on our horror movie to watch for the for the extra Patreon episode for October. So we're each going to nominate a horror film for for the patrons to vote on. Uh, And Final Destination is once again carried over as the runner up to be in the running for October. This month finally be Final Destination. Actually, ironically, this time, I hope not. So it'll probably win. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it actually fits the poll for October still Mm because it's horror movie. So that's kind of neat. That's a happy accident. So Steve, what are you nominating to be alongside Final Destination? I am nominating a horror film I have never seen, but I have always been interested in seeing. And that is a little film called The Faculty. That's uh, a great film. Oh, my God. Dude, the Faculty's great. It's a fun movie. Uh, everyone knows I like uh, alien shit. There's alien shit in here. It's a, it's a what was it, 98, 1998 film. So you got all the. You'll all love it, dude. Because it's 90 stars. There's Jordana Brewster. Yeah. Josh Hartnett's in it. Yeah. Salma Hayek's in it. Famke Jansen's in it. Plus, there's kind of like a The Thing vibe to parts. That I think you'll love it. Yeah. So that so I'm nominating The Faculty. Awesome. Andy. It's nice. Try it's to follow good. that. Okay. Well, I'm going to nominate. It's kind of a cheat, but I feel like it's still fair. I'm going to nominate Shaun of the Dead. It's still a horror movie. It's a, it's, it's a horror comedy, so it's not. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful film. I, I, wasn't, I was unsure if I wanted to lean into the spoopy or if I wanted to lean into the, like, the poopy part of spoopy and have it just be kind of funny. Um, and I, Yeah, I, there's I, nothing I scary hey, about man, spoopy. You can't um, say spoopy without the poopy. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. But anyway, um, the main reason I'm bringing that up is because I know how much we all love this movie. And uh, I think that we've never... <laughs> uh, we uh, we never watched it together, have we? So Mm-mm. I mean, um, oh, I mean, you and I have a probably, bunch of times, yeah. but uh, not as a threesome. Correct. Oh, that's that's cool. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> no, I just think that the conversation that we could have about it would be great. I nominate what I think might be the scariest movie ever made hot take right but Um, also i think what is probably a movie that steve loves if he hasn't seen it he will love it but i bet he has event horizon oh Mm. that's a really good movie i haven't seen it really really i thought you'd see a space horror do you see why i thought you would have seen it oh i yeah it's been on my list for years in fact uh my best friend friend of the show phil texted me like five days ago like hey man you want to watch event horizon and we haven't watched it yet a good movie i just bought it on 4k maybe we could if we gets chosen watch watch that even if it doesn't get chosen fuck that yes um so that's our that's our poll so it's going to be final destination the the first one event horizon it's going to be Shaun of the dead or it's going to be the faculty so patrons will get to vote on that and we'll watch that before october ends Uh, we actually have the date planned out but i don't recall and then post that for the patrons and then you can also join our patreon going to patreon.com slash streaming things to get bonus episodes like that access to our discord where people are chatting uh we're gonna do a watch along probably of hocus pocus later this month hocus pocus 2 hocus pocus 2 thank you Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we do those once a month and the Discord members, have <laughs> they're paying for me to get a streaming things tattoo uh, and they're going to vote on where on my body is going to go. But be careful with that because you'll have, to get, you'll have to get pics of the tattoo. So just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yep. Uh, I wash my hands of this endeavor uh-huh. entirely. You'll, you'll need to wash your hands after you take the picture. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I assume that will be Andy. You guys are so much closer. Uh, oh, I, I got you, boo. I got you, boo. Uh, I think that's all the time we have, all the plugs we've got. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you loved the episode of the show and the podcast. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. new patron shout outs thank you all well guys i've got great news for you we have new patrons to thank yes well let's give a shout out to the people who joined up and became members of the streaming things family this month first in the try before you deny uh section we have stanton and valerie stanton and valerie man thank you so much and never forget (laughs) just try before you deny man our new Marty B VIP producers include Ryan Bigger, Maggie, HHS Teacher, Hailey mm. B, Abby Volmer, Florida Josh, Christopher Corelli, and Alex. Florida Josh, are you the man that all those articles have been written about? Next up, we have our chocolate pudding producers. We have Tile, Jillian Sloan, Alex Lembeck, Jennifer Lynn Isvan, Lauren Hartzier. Morgan Quimby, Ryan J. Poole, Misa McDaniel. <laughs> Is that like a Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Binks thing? Yeah, Misa know. McDaniel. Misa uh, Givusa. Kavongo. <laughs> the Planet Core. Uh, Erica Swanson, Courtney Kilpack, Michelle, Katie, Joe Velez, Barry, Jenna, Melanie Bordelone, Alicia Martinez, Isis, Amy S., and Jennifer Hardy. <laughs> It's not that ISIS. <laughs> we also have some Friends Don't Lie producers that join this month. That is Claire Cumming Herrero and Jenna. And then we cannot forget the people who upgraded the Patreon. So these are, these are people who were at lower tiers and decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to shoot for the distance. I'm going I'm I'm to go make higher it rain. Tier. I'm going for speed. Yeah, they got one of those little guns that shoot dollar bills and they just like mm-hmm. shot it right all over us. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, upgrading to the tribe before you deny tier, we have Adam Horn. Welcome, Adam. He's a longtime contributor, Adam. Thank you so much. Long time. Well, upgrading to the Marty B VIP section because they knew it was so cool. There's a Nina in there. We've got Maria, Ali Awald, Rachel Malloy, and Tony Dare. I Tony Dare you guys to upgrade further. Well, <laughs> well, one person took you up on that. They upgraded to the chocolate pudding tier, and that is Jenna. Jenna, welcome oh, and Jenna. Thank, you. thank you. You have found the chocolate pudding. Well, thank you all so much uh, and keep it going, man. Just keep it, stay in the family. We need you here.